8 Robinsons TV presents a Yellow Tub Creative Production. The Rooted in Love Show. You are watching The Rooted in Love Show. So we got our good friend and mentor, Mr. Lincoln Cochran, and we were getting into on the last episode uh, how he got to the U.S. from Trinidad, and I, but we want to backtrack a little bit and, and get a little more of that childhood, getting teenagers open up, because we got some good stuff that people need to hear. Also, he can show the prop that he brought for, for his favorite sport. Yeah, we got to talk about it. I really need people to see this right it's here. one of my it's favorite it. sports, and we, we got to get into that. Yeah, this, this is a cricket bat. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, and... and and learning, you try to take people from the known to the unknown. So most of the audience will be aware, acquainted with a, a baseball bat. A baseball bat is round. Mm-hmm. If you notice, this is flat surface here. And it's kind of beveled on the back. So this is a cricket bat. This is a, a stone. It's a bat. Yeah. like you put work on it. Yeah. 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 What's it made out of? It would, but the special like a, type of yeah, wood, yeah. and then and then they spray it with a polyurethane uh, to kind of preserve it, so right. it doesn't chip too much. Uh, I actually had a ball in that bag over there. There is a ball, a cricket ball, to show you how it's different from the baseball. So yeah. the cricket is similar to baseball in that you have a a boundary, and you have a Unlike baseball, where you have one pitcher who will, can pitch nine innings or three innings or six innings, right. and an inning in, in baseball is three outs, and the next team comes in with you. In cricket, an inning is ten outs. Oh wow! And it's only, there are only two innings oh, two in minutes. cricket. Ten outs, or the team if they feel that they have made enough runs that they. They can bowl out the other team with, with, with and they wouldn't make, they can declare their innings closed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, and then unlike baseball where there's one home base, uh, the pitching mound mm-hmm. in cricket is a pitch with tw- 22 yards from wicket to wicket and it's a wicket with three stumps like, mm-hmm. and the objective is to either knock the stumps down, the bowler, mm-hmm. Or if you are the batter and you miss the ball and it hits you in any part of your body and in the eyes of the umpire that ball would have hit the wicket, you'll be put out. Wow. And, yeah. the, and that's called an LBW, leg before wicket. <laughs> it's a very complicated, it's a very complicated yeah, it's, it's, sport. And on the bowler, who is like the pitcher, Pitches six times, mm-hmm. and then they switch ends, and another bowler comes from the other end and will six times. But I, I guess it, 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 if you grow up with it, though, it's kind of yeah, 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 right. yeah, 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 or I can defend, I can just hit the ball right here. They keep right. telling me, run, run, run! <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I don't know if life long I mean, uh, But I know you, you were talking about you had a couple, 
you know, past that, that veered off from that, that keep leading to leadership and greatness. Yeah, like, that's a cool cool back back back. Back. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. I was trying to get He was telling us at 16. But yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah, yeah, in the church. Like, how does, were you still playing? Cricket. Oh, that's, yeah, we played cricket in high school and elementary school, high school. We had club cricket. Okay. Neighborhood uh, cricket. You know, it was like. Oh, that's big, man. It was yeah. interesting though, on that. So, in the midst of that, you were asked to talk or speak at a church? Or? I wasn't asked. It was like, <laughs> go, go grab me, baby. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Oh, he grabbed me, baby. Grab my neck and said, stand up. Yeah. Um, this is such a. God story. We worshiped in the schoolroom. Okay. And, uh, and the congregation was made up of my mother, my sisters, my neighbors, my good friends, cousins, about 30 on an average Sunday, you have about 25 to 30 people. And the pastor had, it was like one of those circuit pastors. So some days he will assign somebody to come to our church. Mm. And some of the people might get lost because there were no GPS and no, yeah, right. no, no map question, anything like that. And they don't show up. So we would wait about 15, 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. and then when nobody show up, then we go down. <laughs> we gotta go play some cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, yeah, this particular Sunday, Pastor, nobody showed up. And after about 20 minutes, everybody started getting up to leave. And I don't know what, but now I know what came over me. I stood up and I said, wait, where are you guys going? Sit down, please. We came here to worship. It doesn't matter that the pastor didn't come. We have all have a Bible. We can read a psalm or two. We have hymn books. We can sing and we can pray. That's powerful. Yeah, and so we read a psalm or two. I can't remember which psalm. We, we said, we, we sang a couple of hymns. We prayed and, you know, and then I preached a sermon on the Lord's Prayer. I remember it was the Lord's Prayer. I didn't have any notes or anything, but he just keep telling me what to say. And then after that, I was 16 at the time when I did that. And yeah, and after that, when the, the pastors were going out or the elders were going to preach, they would take me with them to do the sermon part of the thing. And then one day, uh, one of the elders came to me and said, you know, you will make a great pastor. I was about 17, 18 at the time. And I prayed about it. And I got the sense of God said, no, I don't want you to be nailed down to a church. Right. I want you to be a pastor in the field. Yeah, yes, sir. In the field. You serve me in the field. And, and what kind of convinced me about that is my mother was an elder. Mm-hmm. And she got sick and she had to present a report on when you have a congregational meeting and she asked me to go present a report to her for her. So I go to re- present this report and I'm listening to these people, the conversation and how they backbiting and, and arguing among themselves. And I'm thinking, yeah, this is not how the Lord, this is not right. how this right. type of behavior, I don't want to be a part of this. Right. And that was kind of convinced me that that was not my calling. And, and right. never look back after that. The, the politics yeah. of the, Yeah, the politics of the church, man. Uh, and I never look back after that. And but you've always been there. Even when I met you, and I was taking corporate classes, yeah. you were always tied some 
thing biblical or a, a, a verse or something. something right. But what's in you is what's going to yes. come out. It does not go anywhere. You know, what's in you is what's going to come out. And I, I pray and thank the Lord that my mother brought me up right. in the wood. Right. And I, I went, she, we were growing up, she would have an upper room and every morning she would open a Bible and she never forced it. You see, that's the other thing. She never forced it into us. But her example, her example, right. you know that, that statement, children learn what they live, is so true. Mm-hmm. Because now I have my daily devotion. True. And I'm reading my upper room, right. plus my own devotion and certain psalms that I read and, and pray like that. First thing in the morning and last thing. Because my mother taught me by example. Right. And, and similarly, the Lord, that's why the Lord Jesus Christ came. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us to show us an example. True. To show us the way. To show us the way. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Lead by example. The real Lead by that's, that's example. That's the biggest one is that, you know, like you said earlier about just seeing it. And we like, our dad didn't, of course, like the R and all this stuff. But what we saw was work. We saw family. We saw uh, him taking care of it. was eight of us. Now, yeah. I remember this. We're having to drive out of Atlanta. We didn't really eat dinner. Okay. We, had, we had some pinto beans before we left the house, right? Right. Dad would stop at some apartment complex on the way over by Six Flags, where Six Flags at now. And some family there, he would go take them a bag of groceries. Wow. Now, in my mind at that time, you know, you don't know. Like, we, we hungry too. <laughs> Give up what you what you want, what your agenda, yeah. your your desire, your need for your for your brother. Yeah, so it's a hard time to tell that path. Yeah. Uh, just laying out what you wanted to do, you know, being a sports star and all that. And you know, that's I was gonna ask you, do you remember the exact moment when you decided, you know, I'm gonna go this way and I'm gonna have to stop playing? It was led. I was led. I, I did not make that decision. Yeah, I, I, I was led. I, it was like you know, the Holy Spirit grab you. Right. The Holy Spirit. And, and I didn't miss. Right. I didn't feel disappointed that I didn't go right. all the way to the pros in the cricket thing. Because what I achieved through right. the Jesus yeah. was 10 times more impact. I touched more people yeah. as a member of the Jesus organization than I, I would have been entertaining people on the cricket field. Right? I made a lot of money if I had done here. But in the Jesus organization, I was helping people to grow and to be the best that they yeah. were designed to be, you know? And, and that was so much more fulfilling, yeah. you know? So much more fulfilling. And in cricket, you, I mean, you, the team, that's the limit of whom you know. Right. In the, in the Jesus, right. I have friends all over the world. Right. Uh, all over the world. So I yeah. also understand that feeling like we were talking yeah. before. Uh, yeah. In that mind. They think you're supposed to miss it. Man, you didn't make no. this, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. But I enjoyed the cricket, I did well, I had fun, kind of neat. But that was it. So but then you had the impact and the effectiveness. Just the, uh, the countries that you said you got to visit. Yeah. And that, like, that's an experience. Because I had a friend that did the international uh, business program, MBA at Notre Dame University. Yeah. It costs 
hundreds of thousands of dollars to have that type of experience and exposure. I would cost me a dime. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like having a PhD in sociology. Because you get, you get inserted into the community, into the people. When I landed in a, in a country, the local people, they were waiting for me. And they had an itinerary. And I wow. ate with them. I, I had home hospitality. I stayed in their homes most right. of the time. You know, met their family kind of deal. Um, wow. I, the thing I know, see, the other thing about international travel is language. I was about to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. Language, yeah. So how did you get around that? Keyword. Keyword. I'll never forget. Shop for Rooted in Love Show merchandise at www.thenumber8robinsons.com. Keyword, I'll never forget in my very first in Cartagena, Colombia. Um, we would have this congress. Every year we had a world congress where we would have like 14,000 people mm-hmm. from 85 countries come and, and my role was to design training seminars and fill up the room, make sure all the speakers. So in Cartagena, normally we will send the convention director from our headquarters to do a pre-visit mm-hmm. and make sure they know what we need and cater for us. He came back and then briefing said, people, sorry to tell you, but these people are lazy. Then I'm going to help you. You're going to be on your own. So you're going to do everything you fit. I get there. I did a little bit of Spanish in high school. You know the keywords. Muchas gracias. Buenos días, mi amigo. Como esta? Mm-hmm. And everybody like walk up to the guy sweeping the floor in the, in the convention center. Muchas gracias. Como esta? Right. Como esta? Kind of deal. I got everything I wanted. And really? So I'm a little I got everything I want. Everything went smooth for me. You know, they assigned um, students from the college who were mm-hmm. English, studying English. Mm-hmm. They gave every one of us a, a, an interpreter. And we had officers. So one day the secretary general walk, was walking by my office and there were like three interpreters in the office with me. He came in. Hey Lincoln, how come you have three interpreters? I said, I don't know, they just came. <laughs> you see, one told the other one, this guy is different. This, right. You know, and how you treat people. How you treat them. How you treat so people. Important. And people appreciate when you're making, yes, when you're making an effort. When you're making an effort to get into their culture instead of forcing them to be like you. That's important. That's it right there. Is, is that you, like being in the Navy, going to Spain, yeah. Israel, Dubai, all the places I've been, and you just walk there. And for me, because where we grew up, I would go down the little raggedy alley. Or I would go to the little restaurant where the lady had four chairs in there. Yeah. You know, and the best I, food, man. The best food. <laughs> yes. But like you said, the experience was so different than what I hear my friends talk about now. Like, oh man, that was horrible. And this was like, I'll give you a quick one. We went to St. Kitts. Oh yeah, I've been there. And we get there and we also ship basketball team. Mm-hmm. So we play different teams, we go different places. And we played them and it was, you know, you get the taxi. And the guy pulls up in the taxi. He was like, how much? My friend seven. So we thought it was like seven. He said, no. So at that time, our money, like $1 was worth like oh, yeah. three weeks of his salary. Yeah, yeah. Right? 
So me, I was like, no, I need to go to the barbershop, right? So he took me to get a haircut. I gave the guy $20. He was like, woohoo! No, he was like $2. Right. That's a month's salary. Yeah, nigga. So the taxi guy, I gave him two. That guy waited everywhere I went. He he was my personal taxi. Really? Every day, all day, as I went around. Every time I came out, he was right there. I gave him almost six months of salary. But what my point is, my friends, because when they found out our money, they started giving people 80 cents. Uh, they started giving people, oh, yeah. they started doing that. For oh, yeah. me, I gave them what would have been in New York yeah. or what I would have known. To gave whom, to whom much did they give us? Right. Much did they expect. But that's my point was what you said is that I, I got more because of you that. You know, simple, people think they have simple thing. Like when I went to the fives in Japan, Korea, Hong Kong, oh, and I gave, I learned to eat with chopsticks. And when those people saw me eating with the chopstick, because I became very good at it. You took the time to learn. To learn to eat with chopstick, they embraced me, you know, yeah. and accepted me. You know, and you just got to... I feel convicted. I feel You see, the thing, the, 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 this, this, this creation that, that the Lord made, he gave us the only, the only human, the only creation you made has free will to choose. Right. No, you're right. We have, you know, I can't, exp- I don't know the, those people. I know me. I can make my adjustment. I can choose to adjust, to learn, to eat with this chopstick. And I love it. Chinese food and sushi tastes better when you eat it with a chopstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. His, his yeah. wife is busy. I mean, we got yeah. some love. Uh, oh, really? Now go ahead and say, call him out. He still don't even. He should learn. I teach you. I you should learn. I'm saying, I can't even. I can teach you. You see how this is coming my way where I feel convicted. <laughs> Your wife is busy. I said that spiritual kid. I asked to have a new kid just got him at the in classroom. Same, same name as his wife. So yeah. He don't speak any English. Right. I, I text his wife, like, I just got the new kids in Vietnamese. And they just dropped him in class. I don't know what she just told me the basic greeting, you know. Yeah. And I said that to the girl. It was her birthday yesterday. Yeah. And just, hey, child, happy birthday and all that. And the girl smiling. And it was just an instant connection because I took the time and just at least learn the basics from where she comes from. Right. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you teaching us now. <laughs> I remember when I mean, I mean, the people, they like to entertain you. Mm-hmm. So I go to this. In Hong Kong, and they invite me to they take you out to dinner. So then my guest, my host said, you know, we're going to this place called a thousand and one. I said, okay. He said, do you know why they call it a thousand and one? I said, no. He said, well, there are a thousand girls in there. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I get in there, put us in a booth, and I sat, we sat down, and in a second, a, a girl comes out next to me. Pretty good, you know. So I'm looking at she's looking at me. In Hong Kong, we speak English, so right. we're dancing a little bit. Then, and while we dancing, she said, um, "Would you take me back to your hotel room?" I said, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Because I need to go back with you." I said, "I'm sorry, but you're not going back to my hotel room with me. Right. I'm a married man. I'm visiting. And oh my God, I'm gonna lose my job." You want to lose your job tonight? I'm sorry. <laughs> she, she disappeared and I went back into the boat. I know the word comes in that. You want to lose your job tonight? <laughs> oh my 
me this song with her. Let me This is a thing. Right. And it's culture. You know? And some people make the excuse like, you know, you gotta know where to draw the line in life. You do. And, and you know what helps me a lot? If I say I'm a believer in Jesus Christ and I want to follow him, wait, I know he sees all you know what I can't hide from him. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I made some mistakes. I got drunk a couple of times. You know, I've had affairs and that type of stuff. You know? Right. But that was when I was growing up and like, you kind of deal. Right. So I I confessed to him and I asked for forgiveness and I received his forgiveness. But see, when you receive the forgiveness, that new man, that new creation, you don't make the same mistakes. Right. Then you didn't really change this. You were there going through the motions. You don't find it. Right. Like, like I went to Amsterdam to Congress. I wasn't. I was single at the time, and that place is like. Woo. You know, you read about it, but when you see it in reading, red light district. Oh yeah. And cocaine and all that is legal there, kind of deal. So, as I told you, they were, at the Congress, there were people come from all over the world, you know, so there was a French delegation, this French lady, like, she just attached to me, and we were having really good fun. And she said, I wish, you know, broken English, I wish you knew French so I could tell you how I really feel about you. I said, say it anyway. <laughs> you know, but that go back to education in the classroom. Right. They, I did French in high school, five days of French. Nobody explained to me why I should learn this foreign language. It was more to pass, make a grade. Yeah, yeah. That's the purpose. You know, it, it take a little time, teachers, and tell your children why. Oh, right. Why? Why you have to study math? Why you have to? Because when you when you go out there, you got to learn to count your money. And when right. you, they tell you they're giving you a twenty percent discount, is it really a twenty percent discount? Or do you know? Right, right. You know that's right. Really and that's and even in that, that's one for parents too. Yeah. Because I get so many people ask me like, how my seven year old is like, yeah. But that what you say is how I treat him. Yeah, he'll, they tell you, he asks a thousand questions. Yeah, he's I don't care what's going on, what we got going on. He's going to ask me, why are we doing this? And what's going on? Answer. And, and I, I answer, answer the questions. Answer. But now what it has done is it has created a mindset that he expects it, but he also honors it. Yeah. And okay. he knows that he can come to daddy right. and ask any question. And he's going to get an honest answer. Yeah. Yeah. Just and, just and, and daddy was not going to say, I'm busy. Right. You right. know, like right. I have one of my popular cartoon the Dennis Dennis, Dennis Dennis guy ah, yeah. and Mr. Wilson <laughs> he yeah. went visited Mr. Wilson and he asked him questions so Mr. Wilson said why are you asking so many questions Dennis said because inquiring minds want to know <laughs> <laughs> how do we learn right you know how do we learn to answer questions yeah and then like his son he was like last night he said you didn't go put your PJs on because I'm gonna get sleepy, you're gonna get sleepy, and you're gonna end up falling asleep in your school clothes. And so I'm like, well, I can just sleep in my school clothes. He's like, why not, Dad? And then I noticed you didn't say, boy, you better do what I said, do right. He said, no, you need to put your pajamas on because I know you're gonna get tired and fall asleep. That's why I need you to just do it now. Yeah. And you can fall asleep wherever. Right. He's like, okay. And he went Yes, but it wasn't a, because there's no reason. Here's what I got to say. If my wife was here, she'd tell you I say this all the time. Save your nose. Your nose? Save your nose. Meaning, 
Why would I say no to that thing when it don't deserve a no? Save your no for something that you really need to say no for. Uh, and then the thing about it, the, the, the kids, they get in there. That's all they hear. No, 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 no right, no, exactly. No. <laughs> you know, so they grow up with this no mentality and then they're going to start telling their kids no and their kids going to start there. Come on. And then everybody depressed and everybody mad and they want to hurt. Yeah. yeah, and they wonder why the world is so negative. Very negative world. Yeah. Because this thing about children learn what they live. The children do not only live in their homes. They yeah. spend time in the classroom. They spend time in the neighborhood. They're in the yeah. mall. They're in the supermarket. So everybody has an opportunity to influence these kids. Yeah, yeah that's Middle school age, they, yeah. most of their time is outside of the house. Yeah, they have four or five hours at the house. That's right, and they sleep in. <laughs> you know? Yeah, wow. Well, I, I know that we 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 right. have this discussion. We're going to wrap this episode up. We're going to come back next week. Come back in two with some more information. But, uh, thank you so much for joining us.